0: Before reciting the Srimad Bhagavatam, which is our very means of conquest, we should first offer respectful obeisances unto the personality of God, uh, Lord Narayan, unto Nara Narayan Rishi, the supermost human being, unto Mother Saraswati, the goddess of learning, unto Shilagyasa, Dave, the author. In from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 3, the status quo, Chapter 14, Pregnancy of Diti in the Evening. Text forty nine, translation and purport by His Divine Grace A C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada. Alam bhadashi la daraguna karo. Alam bhadashi la daraguna karo. Stap out of ya, ya tito, decay tissue. Who is up,
1: jagata soca
0: harta. Abutta jagata soca harta. Nayed haggi come tapam evil to Raja. Alampatashila da Gunaka Gunakaro Alampatashila Gunakaro Rista paradia viatito duke Rista Naguta Shatpur Jagata Shukarta, Hauta
1: Shakta, Nagata Shukarta,
0: Nagi Kamta Voduraja,
1: Nagi
0: Kamta guna karo alamada shiva guna karo vistha paravidya vyathi dukitishu vistha paravidya
1: vyathi
0: dukitishu adbhuta shatru jagata shokar ta Night Hagi come tap, ami gunakaro to Raja. Night
1: Hagi come Bhutasha shatru Jagata Shoka Horta,
0: Bhutasha through Jagata Shoka Horta,
1: Nada becomes half on the road, Nada Vista <speaking> Paradia, <in> the Titan of the Jew, Avuta Satru Jagata Sukarta, Avuta Satru Jagata Sukarta, Naida,
0: Kamta Mamim, Duraja,
1: Sapa and the Kanto keeps Abhuta A jagata satur, Abhuta jagata satur,
0: the
1: Gatasso Gata. He come out of me. Luraja, Sita Parvati, Jagatashoka Jagatashoka I'm <Pepperotica> <aus Wohn Zoo> <tousse> <num> going
0: Alampata. Alampata. Alampata Virtuous Virtuous Shila Dara, qualified, qualified. Guna Akara, <clears throat> reservoir of all good qualities, Rista, Jolly, Pararidya, by others' happiness, Gatita, Gatita. distressed. distressed. Duketi in others unhappiness adhuta shatru, shatru without enemies, without enemies. Jagataha, 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 Jagataha of all the universe, all the universe. Shokaharta, Shokaharta <coughs> Destroyer of Lamentation
1: Destroyer of Lamentation
0: <clears throat> Naidagi due to the summer sun. Tapam, Tapam. Distressed. Distressed. Likened. Lichen. The, the moon. Translation, he will be virtuously qualified. He will be a virtuously qualified reservoir of all good qualities. He will be jolly and happy in others' happiness. Distressed. In others distress and will have no enemies. He will be a destroyer of the lamentation of all the universes, like the pleasant moon after the summer sun. Please repeat, he will be a virtuously qualified qualified reservoir of all good qualities. He will be jolly and happy. He will be jolly and happy in others' happiness. In others happiness. Distressed and, distressed. distressed
1: and others distressed. and will have no enemies. will have no
0: enemies. He will be a destroyer. You'll be a destroyer of the lamentation of all the universes. Of all the universes. Like, the moon. like the pleasant moon after the summer sun. Purport Palad Maharaj. <clears throat> the exemplary devotee of the Lord had all the good qualities. Humanly possible. Although he was the emperor of this world, he was not profligate. Profligate means he was not extravagant or overindulgent. He was an emperor, but he didn't misuse his position. Beginning from his childhood, he was the reservoir of all good qualities. Without enumerating those qualities, it is said here summarily that he was endowed with all good qualities. That is the sign of a pure devotee. The most important characteristic of the pure devotee is that he is not lumpata or licentious. That means morally unrestrained. And another quality is that he is always eager to mitigate the miseries of suffering humanity. The most obnoxious misery of a living entity is his forgetfulness of Krishna. A pure devotee, therefore, always tries to evoke everyone's Krishna consciousness. This is the panacea for all miseries. <laughs> Sri Tetanya Mano Bhishnam Stapitam Dinabhutale Svayam Rupakada Mayam Tadati Svapadandikam Vandeham Sri Guru Sri Utapada Kamalam Sri Gurum Vaishnavam Sca Sri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghana Tanbitantam Sajivam Sadvaitam Savadutam Kadijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Sri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Sri Vishakan Vitam E Krishna Karuna Sindh Dinabhando Jagatpate Gopeshagopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Chaptakam Chanagoram Ge Radhe Vrindavaneshware Vishabhanu Devi Pranamami Hadipriye Banshakopa Tarubhyas Kripa Sindhu Titanam, Haganabio, Vaishnavi, Bionamon Maha, Jayasi Krishna Titanya, Prabunitananda, Siaveta, Vidadhar, Siva Sadhigo, Rabakarbinda, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare, hare, hare Rama. Rama, Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. <coughs> <coughs> Apologize, my throat is really uh, tight. A little uncomfortable, but um, <clears throat> actually, maybe can I get some water? Yeah. Um, there, in the second, the second shloka of the Srimad uh, Bhagavatam I'd like to quote. But I would like you to think of what you have brought to class today. What I, <laughs> I have, I actually have some, but thank you. Um, while I recite this verse, just try to meditate, what have you brought to class today? I'm trying to get your intelligence going here. So the, the verse is, Dharma Pratita Kaita Votra Paramonirnatsanam Satam Vedyam Vastava Shiva Dam Tapatrayundhivam
1: Chima Bhagavate Maham Nikrite Kim Vapara
0: Yes, good, thank you. So, completely rejecting all religious activities that are materially motivated, this Bhagavad Purana propounds the highest truth, which is understandable by those devotees who are fully pure in heart. The highest truth is reality distinguished from illusion for the welfare of all. Such truth uproots the threefold miseries. This beautiful Bhagavatam, compiled by the great sage Vyasadeva and his maturity, is sufficient in itself for God-realization. What is the need of any other scripture? As soon as one attentively and submissively hears the message of the Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord becomes established in the heart. So can somebody offer me a description of what you have brought to class today? Yes, Prabhupada. This is really part of hearing, so it's a regular time and action to attend the class. Okay. I brought my attention. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I feel really <laughs> Very good. <laughs> Nityam, I love this one. Anything else? What have you brought to class today? Yes.
1: About my anticipation of hearing a
0: really good class. Did I? Desire to hear from the jugger to go. So we had duty, we have a duty. We're no, meant to. Is a regular or... regular. It's a regular. Regular. part that's of our, that's part that's of that's our that's life. That's Attention, anticipation of hearing something worthwhile, hearing from Srila Prabhupada. Anything else? Attitude. Good? Yes, Rana Sundari. About my body. Okay. <laughs> well, that's. What does it say? Get up. Dress up and show up. (laughs) So the idea is that this is not a one-sided affair. The transmission of spiritual knowledge is, Prabhupada likened it to a potent man and a fertile woman. When there's union, there's conception. So on the one side, there has to be a competent speaker, representative of the acharyas and the other side of the equation is everything that you said and also that was directly in the verse where it said as soon as one submissively and attentively hears the message of the Bhagavatam by this culture of knowledge the Supreme Lord becomes established in the heart so we're gonna talk a little bit about the culture of knowledge as being manifest in the good qualities of Prahlad Maharaj. This was the, the, the focus of, the, of both the verse and the purport that, that Prahlad Maharaj exhibited. He was the reservoir of all good qualities. So, um, why I brought out that verse is that there, this is a... Um, it krishna consciousness is a cultivation, it's a practice, but it's specifically manifest in good qualities. This is the result of the culture, as which in that verse that I recited, the culture of this knowledge. The Supreme Lord becomes established within the heart. So, also in the verse, in addition to the attentive, but it's to to hear with submission, so it's interesting that there's an experience. I was reading this book about um, attention, and it said that when you there there's a there's a meeting of our perception and our interpretation, and when they meet, there's an experience. So we we take in whatever sensory data through our ears, eyes, nose, or whatever. And then our brain interprets it. And then, okay, this is the experience. If it's something you're already familiar with, you tend to dismiss, okay, I, you process it, the interpretation is, comes so far, and then the perception, and then as soon as you recognize what it is, then you go somewhere else, okay, I know what it is. So, the more we age in life and the more experiences we have whether it be material knowledge or within christian consciousness we have a you could say a a bias like i know so much already so then so that you could say the bottom half when you when you're full of yourself in the sense of you think you know a lot then your attention or your interpretation is very shallow. But if you approach with humility that I'm not, maybe I don't know so much, then your, inter- your, your, your bias is much lower so your attention is gonna be much greater. Like you're really gonna be peaked because you think there's something really important here that I, I need to learn. But, so that's the idea of approaching with submissive oral reception, that you're coming without a bias. Like, I don't, already, I, I don't know so much. I know a little bit by the grace of guru, sadhu, shastra. But as far as really knowing in a sense of realization, devotees, natural humility is they, they don't feel like they know so much. So they're always eager to hear we're forever students. So that's sort of a preface to the idea of culturing knowledge and in the items of knowledge that Krishna describes in the 13th chapter, texts 8 through 12, the very first item is Amanitvam, it's humility. So and Prabhupada writes in the purport that the, the one has to practice humility in order to actually develop it. So this culture of knowledge requires some, some practice. And in the in the 16th chapter, the Divine and Demoniac Natures, when Krishna, the very first few verses, He describes virtuous qualities and, and in the purport, I should actually not look at it, because Prabhupada said, what kind of scholar are you? You need the book. <laughs> You should just be it. you should retain it. So I'll try, I'll do my best. Prabhupada says that you, these these qualities, it's very similar to the, the list of qualities of knowledge. Um, uh, humility, pridelessness, cleanliness, forgiveness, approaching a bona fide spiritual master, um, perception of the evil, of birth, death, old age, and disease. There are a number of, you know, there's about 20 items of knowledge. And Prabhupada writes in that, in that purport, In the 11th verse, uh, Prabhupada says, the most important of these items of knowledge is constant and unalloyed devotion to me. And Prabhupada says that knowledge terminates in devotional service. If you don't come to that conclusion, Prabhupada says all these other items of knowledge are really, they don't have any real particular value. And the example Prabhupada gave was like so many zeros they add up to nothing. But if you put a one in front of it, then it's a big number. So, the culture of knowledge and these good qualities that Prahlad Maharaj is manifesting, um, this is the practice, this is the sadhana, this is the practice of devotional service, is to cultivate. And just like when you have land, agriculture, or like if you're in a laboratory, there's a culture, like a, what they call it, a petri dish. You're culturing something. What does that mean? You're you create an environment where something can grow. So the culture of devotional service, or or for that matter, human culture. Um, what distinguishes human culture from animal culture? Chaitanya Danielina. We have a choice. Yes.
1: You
0: have the intelligence to ask who you are and who God is in your relationship is with you. Power of inquiry. The yep. ability to cultivate spiritual knowledge. Okay. Anything else? Yes, Madison. Our
1: consciousness.
0: That's the difference. We have higher consciousness. So, Prabhupada described, or it was Rana Swami, he was actually describing that, and those are all correct, there's no one answer, but he was describing that what especially distinguishes humans from animals is their determination. And Prabhupada actually described, it was a lecture, Prabhupada said, what's the difference between a human and an animal if you go to the market and the cow will just walk up to the market stand, table, and just start trying to eat the food, and the, the shopkeeper will Shh, you know, get away, get away, get away. You know? So Prabhupada said, the animal has no sense control. They're driven by their senses, but a human being has the determination to control oneself, so Prabhupada said the most important quality in the purport. He said the most inqual- important quality of a pure devotee is they're not licentious. And in the purport, or in the word for word meaning, the first. Can you bring it down a little bit? Yeah. In the in the synonyms, no down all the way. The very first word, because in the purport, he says a devotee is not lampata. So Pralad was alampata. He's virtuous.
1: So Dambata,
0: Prabhupada said licentious. So the opposite of virtue is uh, this licentious, morally unrestrained. In other words, you're like an animal. You have no restraint. You're just being driven by your senses. So... um, when Srila Bhakti uh, when Bhaktivinoda Thakur established his bhakti bhavan in Calcutta, he was they were unearthing or they, they were making a uh, they were making arrangements to build this bhakti bhavan. And in the process they unearthed a kurma deity. Kurma is the tortoise incarnation. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur uh, gave that deity to Srila Bhakti Siddhanta with instructions how to worship that deity. So Korma avatar is was the foundation for the churning rod in the ocean of milk. And Vasuki was the snake. But the uh, there was a problem that they, they needed this foundation to set the churning rod on. So Korma Avatar is the foundation of that and Rana Swami was talking about uh, the foundation of our Krishna consciousness. And um, this is this, these good qualities. and mode of goodness specifically is that um, in order to really make um, substantial progress in devotional service, this culture of goodness and good qualities. Is foundational. Uh, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, Yesham Tvantakatampa Pam jananam Punyakarmanam, Taidvanva, Mo andir Mukta Vizantavam Dridarata. Dritaratta means a vow or determination. So the verse is for persons who have acted piously in previous lives and in this life, and whose sinful actions are completely eradicated. They're freed from the dualities of delusion and they engage in devotional service with determination. So this determination to, we're, we're, we're confronted with a lot of distraction. We were talking Alan and, and Holly, and now I were together with Gangey yesterday. We had a little hike up on Gates Pass. So we were talking a little bit about um, distraction and this kind of ties in again with the focus, attention. In order to really hear, and probably elsewhere in the Bhagavatam, he says, we we mentioned this before, but it's worth repeating, in order to hear with rapt attention, you have to be pure in mind. In order to be pure in mind, you have to be pure in body. In, in order to be pure in body, you have to be pure in your eating, sleeping, mating and defending. So, this is this culture of mode of goodness. In order to hear with rapt attention, mind is in fact, is, is, we're, we're, we're influenced by our association. The modes of nature that we associate with determine our consciousness. So, uh, Korma Avatar is the found, is, was the foundation in the churning. So, and Lord Vishnu manifests as the sustainer or maintainer in the material world, the sattva-goon. Brahma is the creator, mode of passion. Shiva is the destroyer, mode of ignorance. But Vishnu is sattva, sattva So this is, and, and that's how the universe is being maintained. It's being sustained. So there's a lot of talking today about sustainability, you know, that we can't have these... You know, this is this lifestyles that are unsustainable. You know, exploiting the planet in various versions of so it's not sustainable. You can't maintain. It can't be steady. So this is the the same idea in devotional service. Until we're situated in sephagun, it will be difficult to sustain our devotional service. Um, that's the foundation. And in contact with the mode of passion, the living entity's pure love for Krishna is transformed into lust. This is the mode of passion. Lust. And Prabhupada describes how, when that lust is unsatisfied, it creates, generates anger. That's the mode of ignorance. So, as long as we are moving or associated in these lower modes of nature, we can't really make meaningful progress in devotional service. So that that lust, in our love that's been transformed into lust has to be elevated to goodness through the prescribed methods of living and acting in order to step up to pure goodness, up is spiritual. So the goodness, that is above the passion and ignorance, material goodness is tainted, it's not pure, it's tainted with passion and ignorance. But that goodness is the same goodness of shuddha sattva, it's just contaminated. So the more we can situate ourselves in the mode of goodness, um, it's very, Again, foundational, and then by engaging in devotional service, then the actual, then it will purify the passion and ignorance, so that all will remain is goodness, pure goodness. Um, so this culture of knowledge, these good qualities, it, as Prabhupada wrote, that without coming to devotional service, all the other items of knowledge are really, really not that important. So this is, you could say, on the the, theoret- the material goodness. Material goodness, it, it, it's, it's favorable, but it's not enough. You have to come to devotional service in order to purify the passion and ignorance. So, And then Krishna describes in 7.19 in Bhagavad Gita that when you're actually in knowledge, you'll surrender to Krishna. This is the, the culture of knowledge. And we quoted the verse... First, second verse of the Bhagavatam, by this culture of knowledge, the Supreme Lord becomes established in the heart. So by this culture of knowledge, one will surrender to Krishna if we're appropriately culturing knowledge. So therefore, Prabhupada gave so much literature to help us understand. But, but the, the ultimate point is devotional service. And Yamaraj, one of the 12 Mahajans, there's a nice verse in the sixth canto where he says, evalokesmin pumsam dharma parasmita, bhakti-yogo bhagavati tan grahanadibi Devotional service, beginning with the chanting of the holy name of the Lord, is the highest religious principle in human society. So the point is also in, uh, is it the Padma Purana, the Atashi Krishna Namadhi Navabhadhi Grand Sevan Mukheji Jivadao. Jivadao begins with the tongue. Chanting Hare Krishna, tasting Krishna Prashan Devotional service begins with the tongue. So all of our study should bring us to the conviction that by taking shelter of Krishna's holy name, uh, we will become successful in devotional service. It's developing attitude, as Alan said, it's attitude. How we receive the holy name with attention and reverence. Prabhupada was talking about when we chant, just like when you come before the deities, we're reverential. We're, Present. The Lord is present. So when we're chanting, Prabhupada is saying, you should be very respectful that the, the Lord is manifesting in the form of his holy name. So therefore, attention is most important. Bhakti Ngo says, inattention is the root of all the other offenses. So. All right, let's open it up for some reflection, discussion, questions, etc. Yes, Prabhu.
1: Let me find There's another verse that comes after that etama nevedo ko is min dharma that the chanting of the holy name is the highest religious principle and it's not
0: that tasmat sankirtan Yeah, it's, it's,
1: saying, it's uh, about nine verses later tasmat sankirtanam namadishnu or junglan man that the uh, the the Sankirtan movement, Sankirtan, Sankirtan Vishnu, or chanting of the holy name of the Lord, is the Jungam Manglam Anhasan, the most auspicious activity in the universe.
0: Hmm.
1: So therefore we engage in this what is the most auspicious activity possible in the universe.
0: And that verse also in the translation, there's another translation that it describes that. The chanting of the holy name of the Lord is able to uproot the reactions of even the greatest sins. Therefore, the chanting of the Sankitaro movement is, is the most auspicious activity in the universe. And then it describes, Sugare Goswami says, please try to understand this so that others will take it seriously. Yeah. yeah. Yes.
1: So, Dr. Guido did say that um, inattention Causes
0: the offenses, but attention gets rid of all the offenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cultivating this attention, you know, it's I thought it was very interesting, though, that whole thing about interpretation, you know, perception, interpretation, you know, that if we if we if we come with biases, I already know, you know, or familiarity. You know, I've been chanting Hare Krishna for so many years. You know, it's just, it just just becomes—what do they call it? Rote, and you know, rote just like mindless. Your attention's not there; it's just mechanical. It, it requires, you know, as Prabhupada said, first you have to become conscious, then you can become Krishna conscious. So we have to be very attentive in whatever we're doing, but especially when we're chanting. And we can really reap tremendous reward if we really focus on developing our attentiveness, especially when we're chanting.
1: Hmm.
0: Any other thoughts? Yes, we go.
1: Um, is we are speaking about becoming mechanical i mean you know this is something we do every day as as kirtan was saying this is our daily practice and you know sometimes we can fall into that into that place where where it can become mechanical especially you know let's say someone from india who's grown up their whole entire lives you know in krishna consciousness right and then come to the temple and it just becomes like this kind of mechanical thing so i guess my question to you is how can we what can we do? What kind of practices? What kind of things can we do to make sure that we don't fall into that place of, of just doing something ritualistically as opposed to really being attentive and trying to get the most out of it every day?
0: Well, part of it is what we're doing right now. We're discussing, we're hearing the philosophy and Prabhupada said religion without philosophy becomes uh, sentimentalism or fanaticism. Um, you know, there's a, there's a lot of talk today about mindfulness. You know, it's a real buzzword these mm-hmm. days, mindfulness. That to be, be here now, as the famous expression was, you know. Yeah. And that, that's the sattva So, um, I would say what we've been discussing, really cultivating sattva like studying what are the characteristics of sattva and, and really working on developing those characteristics, because that will help one be more conscious and not mindless. More mindful, be more present, more attentive. Uh, let's, let's talk a little, we have a few more minutes, but I, I didn't touch upon Prabhupada, in the purport he said, the two important or he, first he said the most important quality is he's not licentious and then he said the second quality in the purport was that he, they're very eager to mitigate the distress of the people of the world so Maharaj is such an emblem of compassion and uh, there's another verse in Sarga Bhattacharya he says halanama Gana Dana karinem shoka moha Lobha tapa sarva Pada, Gora ashunami, This is from Sarvabhuva Bhattacharya, He says, "I offer my respectful obeisances to that supreme person who has given the holy name of Lord Krishna to the people tormented by Kali. That holy name is auspicious to the world." and destroys all obstacles, along with the miseries of lamentation, illusion, and greed. So this is the ultimate compassion, is to give people the Holy Name of Krishna. Because the Holy Name of Krishna will destroy all obstacles and all miseries, along with lamentation, illusion, and greed. And that, can you pull down the purport where it says... Uh, yeah, the most obnoxious misery of living entity is its forgetfulness of Krishna. Um, and this in Prahlad Maharaj, he said, he's, He says, I have no worries because wherever I go, I'm absorbed in hearing and chanting and thinking about the Lord's pastimes, but I do, I am in an anxiety over the suffering of the conditioned souls. And he says, I'm, in Prabhupada's translation, I'm simply concerned and out of love for them. So there is a pain in the heart. Paradukaduki, Prabhupada, in the, you know, Prahlad Maharaj in the translation, it said he's jolly when other people are happy. He's distressed when other people are distressed. So there's a type of pain in the heart of that's very desirable when we start to feel the pain of other people's distress, that's not the same thing as being miserable from being frustrated in our endeavors to enjoy the material world. but there's there's a type of pain, but it's it's a pain of love that you're concerned that you see other people suffering. so that that is desirable to have that. Concern and compassion—that—that that is really a, an indication that we're really progressing, you know, in Krishna consciousness. When, when we're seeing the suffering of other living entities, and we really feel like, "Wow, I got to do something! Like, I have a responsibility to help them." That's when our our preaching work really takes like we we go to a deeper level that it's coming from compassion. It's not just we're supposed to do it, it's that we're, we're just moved out of compassion and when we come to that stage, uh, we can feel really enlivened that I have feeling, I'm not just a dull stone, <laughs> I actually care about people, mm. you know, then we're actually, we're, we're, we're giving up our impersonalism, we're becoming people, we have feelings. And when we see the plight of conditioned souls, um, we, are, we become um, moved, there's emotion. We, that's the motivation, really, to go out and, and spread Krishna consciousness. So we, we received such a wonderful gift in the form of the holy name, the philosophy, pushadam, deities, everything. And, and we want to share that with others, because we've been um, saved. There's a nice verse, Haridasa Thakur, said, to Lord Chaitanya, he says, your your incarnation, you come just to give the holy name of Krishna to the fallen souls. And Haridasa says, I'm one of those fallen souls. And he said, um, so please, you, you're the saviour. And, and I'm the saved. That's our eternal relationship. You saved me. Let, let, let me always be conscious of that, that I have been saved by the mercy of Lord Caitanya. And how we, how we reciprocate with that love that, that Krishna in, in the form of Lord Caitanya has given us is to give it to others. It's just like water when it, it stagnates, when it's not moving it stagnates. Mm-hmm. So when there's water, is flowing, then it's fresh. So we receive the mercy of the Lord, and if we distribute that mercy, it will be, remain fresh. But if we don't distribute it, it will it becomes, it'll stagnate. Yes, Paul.
1: One day, he was you know us to help him distribute these fruits of love of God. And um, I was just thinking how, you know, it's like when people are hungry and you have food, you want to give them food to relieve their, the hunger. So similarly, everybody is, is suffering, and as Prabhupada was saying in the purport, is the panacea for all miseries. So, just like, say you have lots of food and lots of people are suffering, you want to give them food the same way if you carry Prabhupada's books. That's what we're trying to encourage the devotees to do. Um, always carry Prabhupada's books because people are suffering. We have the books. And this is really the, the fruits of love of God come through the of those books. So if we get in the habit of doing that, then we're actually becoming instruments of that.
0: Dang. Yeah, Mother Teresa, Rana Sony met Mother Teresa once. And, you know, of course, she was really well known for feeding the poor in Calcutta and clothing them. So she said, There's a hunger. The problem in the world is hunger. But not hunger of the belly. There's a hunger in the heart. The people, they uh, they want to feel loved. There's a hunger, you know. I was in my building, there's this elderly lady. And she just, she, you know, I don't know, she's probably 70s, maybe 80s. And she just lost her daughter. Her daughter passed away. And it was the first time I met her. And I just felt like, she needs a hug mm. she needs a hug and i just spontaneously hugged her and she just felt like thank you so much yeah. so all right thank you very much come to my tree on my Vaisheshika Das was watching your, your, your live
1: and he said Nectar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. and Donna Kelly of course she uh, she also commented she said uh, faith that Ganga will deliver an inspiring class and I will come away better than I came and she said I love that Ganga builds on essential qualities such as the science of self-realization yes. <laughs> alright